it wouldn't be an episode of since right now if there weren't some fucked up uh, audio issues in this case for about the first two or three minutes of Wilson talking our guest on this episode um, you can't hear him <laughs> he's just setting up um, the very very beginnings of his downfall such as it were um, which was when he was in Vegas playing sl- slots at the Hard Rock and he won a million jackpot. Um, He gives a bit of detail about what that entails for those of us that haven't won a $2.6 million jackpot, um, where they have to verify that you actually won, how the rollers aren't what actually matters. It's the the data behind it that are turning it that has to match up and be correct. Um, And how as, as he's waiting, he was mobbed by, um, you know, on well-wishers and onlookers and uh, the, the, casino team swept in and they're offering to get him drinks and cigarettes and you know cartons of cigarettes and whatever anything he wants and he said if he likes the the hoopla of uh of being a winner out in the open he can stay there and enjoy it otherwise they can whisk him off to a private room and that's basically um what you miss and then he, he comes in um but yeah so you miss him saying that for about two or three minutes and i apologize and let's get to it the recovery revolution will be podcast on the since right now addiction recovery network welcome to the since right now addiction recovery podcast the podcast of clean and sober k-l-e-n and s-o-b-r and since right with your hosts in recovery jeff matt and chris it's been a while. It's been two weeks, three weeks. It's been four weeks for me. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. We've all changed. We have. I feel like Peter Brady, like I've become a man since I last saw you, man. You've become a man. They dropped. Yeah. Like stuff happened, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So everything was okay because you were here last, was it two weeks ago? You made it to the driveway. Then you I had an emergency home situation. You had to go take care of your woman. Exactly. Which is so, good that you did that. I yeah. think, yeah, it was yeah. definitely good. Good. But at the time. No. Yeah. You yeah. know, because I right. wanted to be, I want to do this. Yeah. yeah. But well, we missed I'm you. glad I went home. Yeah. And it was a great podcast, by the way. Oh, good. Yeah. Jenna, she was a good guest. Jenna was terrific. It was about time we had her on. I'm so glad we did. Hey, just really quick, just uh, since we are talking about guests and who, who was here and who wasn't. And yeah. We were just recounting before uh, we went on air that we've had four, for whatever reason, like four, I think, missed episodes the past couple months. Um, four guests. Uh Laura Silverman, her episode didn't get her and didn't get recorded for some reason, so we have to reschedule that. Oh, on her end. On her end. Wow. Well, her, she didn't record. Oh, so, gotcha. Uh, Ivana Grohovic had to cancel and reschedule, yep. which is totally understandable, and we'll do that. All these people we're going to have to reschedule someday. Yeah. Um, I'll get into when and why in a minute. Um, and uh, who was last week? Well, hold, hold on, and, and then. Alan 
Derek Barry. Yeah. Uh, we from just said we had technical troubles from London. Huge technical. So we have to reschedule that episode. I remember that. And then I totally had a scheduling conflict last week. I had family in town that I sort of neglected to take into consideration and had to uh, ask um, Casey. Yeah. Uh, if she would mind rescheduling, which we're going to reschedule that. So that's four. Uh, apologies to everyone. Apologies to our listeners. That's the way these things go. We'll figure it out. It, it might be a bit because I'm also going to be gone for about two weeks in April. Okay. Um, so that's going to cut into scheduling time for the upcoming future. Um, but anyway, we'll figure it out. We'll, Where are you going? Europe. Nice. European vacation. Nice. Sweet. Yeah. It's so, exciting. Yeah, it you is could exciting. just leave a key for Jeff yeah. and I. Right. We, we could figure be. out this stuff. Man. Honestly, you guys could do it. We you, could. No. You could do it. No? It'd be fun. <laughs> we could. I'm up for yeah, it. I'd come back. We have no listeners. Chris, there's been a small fire. <laughs> um, <laughs> if you can't figure out how to work this audio equipment, Matt and I would be. No, it would. And how to turn on my microphone, that's about it. Are your guys' mics on? Yeah. Okay. I can. Yeah, I think so. Um, I had to hesitate. So. I know. He's like, I don't know. So, anyway, that's that's the deal there. We'll uh, we'll figure it all out, and there may be a lapse, and who knows, maybe we'll figure out how to do... Uh, three-way. Uh, three. European vacation guy. Transatlantic. Trans- Cross Trans- the pond. That'd be fun. It would. Are you going over to the vineyards? I'm going to uh, Bordeaux and Barcelona. Nice. Yeah. Lovely. That the, is The nice. B trip. The B roll. Cool. The B team. That's perfect. perfect All right. Here. So anyway, that's 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 inside business. Um and also the site. I've just been I've been busy. Okay. I've been Fair busy enough. people. Fair enough. So, you know, we'll get back get back to it all um probably late spring, early summer. It'll start picking up again and and everything will be as it should be. Uh, tonight our guest is Wilson H. I'm going to be calling him in just a minute, unless we want to do any more catching up, bookkeeping. I could go and go and go. Yeah, but let's go. Let's get Wilson. Okay, let's get Wilson. Let's talk to Wilson. Here we go. Um, Quite a story, I think. He does. Here we go. Hold on a minute. I'm going to call him in on the old Skype sitch. Oh, it's that sound of Skype. Oh, I love the Skype ring. It's like something's working. Wilson. Good. How are you doing? Um, so I'm here with Matt, and let's make sure you can hear them. Hello, Wilson. And Jeff. I'm doing well, thanks. Hi, Wilson. Hey, You're in the LHRL studios. Yeah. Welcome. Um, and... Uh, Sorry, sorry. I'm just. <laughs> you don't actually that that for 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 the listeners. What you don't see is that typically we do it with just Skype voice, and uh, I'm I'm distracted because um, I get to see Wilson and I get to see the LHRL studios. But now we're off. Uh, that's why because I'm easily distracted by <laughs> moving images, and that's why we only do uh, voice because otherwise I'd sit there just sort of tripping on what I'm looking at. Um, and uh, so anyway. Uh, welcome, Wilson. I think uh, we were just talking that you have a, a 
very interesting story. And what um, what happened is you, I think you reached out to me and, and said, I think I have an interesting story. And uh, and I, I, I took a look at it, and indeed it is. So um, let's, let's not uh, waste any time, and let's get into interesting stories. Yeah. Okay. Um, where, so the, the, the part that is fascinating to me just because we all want to be that guy is, uh, you won the lottery. Is that correct? Okay. Gotcha. Okay. A slot machine jackpot in what casino? Nice. Do you remember the slots, like the actual what machine it was? Like Wolf? Yeah. Nice. Wow. Okay. And how is it issued to you? Was it? <laughs> I'm just imagining a torrent of coins, but never mind. Wow. Yeah, yeah. To get another freebie? That's hilarious. Nice. That's funny. That's funny. Were you there trying to win money for your business? Or you were just you just uh, happened to be in Vegas, or are you a gambler? No, actually, gambling's probably the only vice that I don't have. That you have not uh, been addicted to. Correct. <laughs> That's perfect. And I'm sure if I'm sure if I worked hard enough, I could become addicted to it. Oh I yeah, feel the same we, way. We all have that. That's funny. Aptitude, right? Yeah. But I was down there because my cousin had made it to the world championship of the rodeo as a steer wrestler. Oh, wow. Which was really a big deal, and it was yeah. a, a big fanfare, and I was down there with my family, and so it wasn't going to be – we were down there to celebrate, but it wasn't going to be like the big Las Vegas outing that you know, you, you put a 23-year-old yeah. in your mind. Uh, we weren't partying. We weren't getting down like that. Yeah. So you win. How much money did you win? $2.3 million. Good Lord. Oh, wow. So your tale starts with this incredible moment of fortune. <laughs> That's right. One pull, you're a millionaire. That's right. Wow. And, and those words were actually said to me. A, a guy that was, that they told me, you, you haven't won this money yet. Like, we can't promise you this. We don't own these slot machines. This doesn't necessarily belong to you, but somebody's going to come and review the tape. You know, but in the meantime, just relax. What can we get for you? And, and a guy came up with a big tool belt on, and he slapped me on the back. And he said, congratulations. How does it feel to be a millionaire? Wow. So they had a validator come out just to make sure you hadn't done anything. Correct. Wow. Because as it turns out, the, the reels of the slots don't mean anything. Okay. So if the computer had not hit and the reels had hung up, yeah. then I, I, don't, I don't win any money. Wow. That's crazy. That's cra- that is crazy. So they don't even own the slot machines. They come out, have a validator, and sure enough, you win this money. That's right. Oh, my gosh. And were you with a bunch of people, or did you believe it, or did they give it to you in a check? I was there by myself at the time. My family, my mom and my aunt and my cousin were out shopping. Okay. And so it was just me, and they said, you know, people were starting to gather around. Yeah. They had roped the thing off. I had people <laughs> hugging me. 
you know, and slapping yeah. me high fives. And they said, you know, if you, if you want this, the, the stereotypical guys in the suits, you know, the upper scale Italian guys come over and they're, they're standing <laughs> there like, you know, if you, if you're enjoying this, we can, you can by all means enjoy, but if you'd like, we can put you over in this poker room. That's not being used. Here's my cell phone. Yeah. Make all the phone calls you'd like. You know, you want you want a beer, you want a pack of smokes, you want a carton of smokes, you know, you, <laughs> wow. you tell me. <laughs> so the instant instantly your life changes, literally. You've got people, instantly. people waiting on you hand and foot. That's right. Oh and gosh. then things got even awesomer, yeah. probably. <laughs> well, uh, you know, even at that time, I I still had that sort of black cloud over me. Like this is this is gonna be a lot of fun, yeah. but this is gonna hurt. And and what did you mean by that? Were you were you a rich man before this? Were you just an average Joe, or were you like no, just just an average Joe? You know, I had I, I was in school. I was working about to start a landscape company. You know, uh, middle class, come from a middle to upper class family. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I had a couple roommates, just kind of doing the whole midtown, a lot of drinking, a lot of working, a lot of mm-hmm. lot, a lot of drugs on the weekend, but. You know, I, I just kind of felt like everybody lived that way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you, so you, yeah, yeah, just typical. I, I think we've all typical. Been yeah. There, right? Probably, yeah. probably not heading in the best of directions, but certainly not at any sort of bottom at this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, but so this whole lifestyle change if, to anyone, I assume this is just a shock or almost like. You know, they put what, whatever's left after the government takes its chair. They just give you a check and you walk out of there and that's how it works. Yeah. Well, they cut me a check that night. Wow. So it was it was to be paid out in a in a 20 year annuity. OK. And the deal was you can you can take it 20 years. And I can't remember what the value of that was. One hundred and eight thousand, hundred eighteen thousand or something like that every year. Yeah. But I would have the choice to take that or take the lump sum which would be two percent off the net present value. Hmm. Okay. Now, how you calc- how you calculate that, I don't have any idea. Um, but the difference was, I could have two point three paid to me over twenty years, or I could have one point six paid to me now. Wow! And so you took the one point six. I took the one point six, which after the the taxes was one point one, and then I gave some out throughout my family. So basically, I had probably, you know. Seven hundred thousand, six, seven hundred thousand dollars cash to blow. Wow, that, that's a game changer. I mean, <laughs> that's so crazy. And did well, you, as a as a twenty three year old dipshit, it's certainly a game changer. Wow. And you were were you like, I'm going to invest this in my business, or did that just go out the window? And you're like, I am partying. No, I I was absolutely not going to be that guy that you see on TV that lost you all know, his money. That that lost all his money. Okay, so you you have good intentions now. I'm going to the do best of smart. intentions. I have a plan. <laughs> I have a plan. I, I've got. I have a, a financial planner. You know, I have all my money going in the right direction. I'm not going to blow it all on my business because I'm going to build this business on my own. You know, the American way. I'm just going to do things right, and everything's going to be just, just perfect. Awesome. All right. And and I come home, and I'm in between. I I have a guy that I'm working for, just kind of moonlighting in between. I don't think moonlighting is the right word, but I'm, I'm just working for him in between my business starting the next month. Okay. And I, I go back and I'm bored 
working with him. And so I go and paint with this guy for $10 an hour. You know, here I am, I have a check for $120,000 in my pocket and another million coming to me and I'm paint rolling paint for $10 an hour. And he gives me, we're drinking Bud Light up on this roof and he gives me a 10 milligram lower tab. Okay. And so he didn't know you'd won all this money or did you tell everyone? No, he knew I'd won all this money. Okay. No, I, I told everyone. <laughs> I would, t- yeah. I mean, <laughs> like, that's awesome. So he's now. Aware. I went. I went he's home aware. with the plan that I wasn't going to tell anyone. Right. right. Did and you? I did you get more women with this? <laughs> it, with the money? It doesn't hurt. It doesn't hurt. <laughs> okay. Good. Hey, and just well, here's another. What's what's a Lord tab? Yeah, uh, Lord tab. Out of my realm Lord of- tab is a is a painkiller. Okay. Okay. Just an over the counter painkiller. Uh, Prescription. Oh, prescription. It's a prescription painkiller. Okay. It, it's a. It leads up to to Lortab and Percocet and Oxycontin. Gotcha. That okay. that direction. Okay. okay. So that's the little baby entry level opiate. Correct. Okay. Yes. So you take I, that. I take that, and I decided right then and there, kind of, that's what I want to do with my life. I want to roll paint, take Lortab, and and drink Bud Light. I mean, my problems <laughs> had been. Insane. Had been solved with that. With that one the, pill made you with, feel that way. The magic I, I, moment. It was the magic moment. Wow. And I had taken them before. I'd taken a, done a lot of different drugs, but I never identified them as, you know, this is a 10 milligram Lortab. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was a 10 milligram Lortab that changed the way you thought about life right there. Right there. Wow. It's amazing. Yeah. Wow. You hear that story a lot, though. Like people just the first time, and then you chase that first time for the rest of the time you use right yeah which is crazy and that was your first time that was my that was my first time knowing that that was the actual pill that yeah. i was taking I, then, I knew i liked drugs i knew things made me feel good yeah but that was the first time that i knew if i can get my hand on this particular drug then i can feel this particular way and do you remember that those exact words passing through your brain i know what i want to do take this paint and drink bud light forever i I remember thinking that this is a clean buzz. I can do this. Yeah. I, I'm a better person like this. You know, yeah. I have energy. I'm really happy. I want to yeah. work. You know, I don't want to sleep. I, I want to get things done. I've got all these great ideas. Yeah. You know, I just love everybody. Like this is this is what's going to fix me. Wow. So you found what you've been looking for wow. all along. There it was. And then there it was. Wow. Okay. Yep. And, and I think we can all relate to that feeling that. That magical feeling, there's like, it's a bit euphoria. Yeah, you feel like you're the best version of yourself yeah. in this moment, and you just want to be like, this is it. This like, is who I really am. Yeah. I remember thinking that with, with the first time I, I drank. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I'm re- way funnier than I thought I was. I'm way more outgoing. This, this is me. This yeah. is how I want to be, you know. Yeah. I remember thinking yep. that when I did ecstasy for the first time. Like, when the thing came on, I was like, this is it. I just I want to be like this forever. Okay. That's right. And I and I will. The way that I'm feeling right now, I'm always going to feel like this. Yeah. You know, this this will never change. Yeah. Uh, except for I need to get some more of these. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> and so then the You're, then the two the rub. Yeah. Yeah, right. There's the problem. And if I could have continued throughout my life to this day drinking eight beers a day and and taking, you know, two 10 milligram lower tabs, then by all means I would still be doing that. Yeah. But it doesn't quite work that way. All right. So, so then what happened? Did the painter, your painter buddy become your dealer? 
he's the the guy that got me originally linked up. Nice. All right. So you have um, a source. It, so I have a does source. Does he become your source? Or? No, his his source became my source, and then I, I started looking so frantically that I found you know more reliable sources, yeah. and you know the the two turned into four, turned into eight, turned into you know taking you know fifteen or twenty of them a day, Ooh. and I would I started to nod off, you know, like I would nod off throughout the day, and so my logic was I'll start taking speed to keep me up, okay. start taking amphetamines. Um, some Coke every once in a while. And then I would take too much of that and wouldn't be able to sleep. Yeah. So I would started taking Valium. Nice. So, and of how course. long from well, the time you took that Lortab to the time you take 20, keep nodding off and have to do this? Like, is this, how long does that take? The point where you need to, to counteract the effects. Yeah. That was pro. that was probably, uh, year and a half, maybe a couple of years. It, it, it was a significant, significantly longer period getting to there than it was finishing the spiral. Okay. Okay. And how long, um, how long was it working? Was there, do you remember at the very beginning, were you like, oh yeah, six, the first six months is like, oh, this is great. Like, and then do you the remember? Plan what, is, this is happening. Yeah, this is kind of working. I, or, I can do this forever. <laughs> right. It, it was kind of like that for about the first probably four months. And then there would be the moments of, you know, I got to cut this out. Like yeah. this is making me sick. I didn't really understand withdrawal. Even when I was withdrawing, I didn't understand that it was withdrawing. Yeah. You know, I, I would, I would party. I would, you know, kind of take too many on a, on a weekend or throughout the week, and then I'd run out and I'd be really sick, and I would just think, "Man, I need to slow it down." Yeah, you like it, you're hungover. You had no idea that you were withdrawing. Correct. Yeah. How long? And did so it I would take go to, through. That's crazy. build up that physical, top. You know, to the point where you you needed it. Yeah. Was it pretty? Quick? Uh, and, and then probably I, I was needing it within you know a first the first four months. Yeah. Doesn't take long. No. Wow. But I was always going to quit. So it really didn't matter. Like I was always going to stop tomorrow. Always. Yeah. So it, it doesn't make any difference because I, I'm just going to party today. And then tomorrow, maybe I'll use the rest to taper down, but I'm done. Yeah. You know, I'm finished. And I said that for eight years. Wow. So you, you start this when you're 24 and you're spending, are, are you becoming like the go-to party guy because you've got the money and the drugs or is it you're pretty much just doing this by yourself no i'm doing it by myself okay solitary yeah just yep little i moved i moved yeah moved out into a log cabin and by hell mississippi on 10 acres and had a shop and i just tinkered in my shop drank beer and got high wow where's where's that at what like what by hell it's where 20 minutes it's probably 20 minutes south of Memphis, Tennessee. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Yeah. And uh, are you from there, from Mississippi? I am. Well, I'm from Memphis. I'm from Germantown, Tennessee is where I grew up. Okay. Okay. Well, that's cool. So you have no barriers at this point? Like, there's no one around needling you and saying, oh, you got to stop? Or, you know, you didn't have a work obligation, it sounds like. You're no. kind of self-employed, so... There weren't, you know, nobody in your general vicinity hassling you. So there was no, nobody hassling me because I worked all the time. I was always working. I was always, uh, you know, you'd say a functional alcoholic. Yeah. Right. You're I, functional. I, 
I was functional until I stopped functioning. <laughs> and what did you do? What were you doing in the, your shop? Making shit? Making what were you making? <laughs> yeah. Shop, <laughs> Pretty much. Shop, shop stuff? Yeah. Finding stuff that was maybe kind of broken and really breaking it. You know, just taking <laughs> stuff apart that I didn't have any business taking apart. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> That's funny. All right. Well, yeah. So, yeah, I guess talk us through the, the crash landing, the car crash. Well, talk, it kind of gets bad. It didn't really become a, a problem until I thought to myself, man, I really got a problem. Like, I got to stop this. Yeah. And once I said, I'm going to stop this, that's when the I'm going to stop tomorrow yeah. thing really started. And throughout this time, the lower tabs had turned into Percocet, which is a stronger painkiller mm-hmm. and the Percocet had turned into Oxycontin, which is a, a really strong painkiller. Uh, and the, the amphetamines, the Adderall and the Coke and, uh, you know, all that was just out of control. And I was constantly trying to like balance it out, you know? Mm-hmm. And finally I, I wound up, you know, I had a probably 300, $340 a day drug habit. Ooh, um, my, my wife and my children, my wife at the time, my ex-wife, had taken the, the kids away, and I was happy with that because I could just do my own thing. And were basically, you, I just Were you married before down. you won the money or after? I was not. I was married after. Okay. Just curious. <laughs> okay. So anyway, keep going. Sorry. And so I, you know, I just wound up, I really, I ran out of the, the Percocet, so I was back to taking the lower tabs, and I had to take so many of those that I was throwing up all the time. Mm-hmm. So I would take, you know, 15, 18 of these lower tabs with each dose, you know, and so I would I would throw up, and then after I'd throw up, I didn't know whether it was because I had taken too many pills or I hadn't had enough to drink, but I knew I had to have more of both. So I I was just stuck in like this reboot cycle. Like every four or five hours, I had to keep putting stuff in me. And so ultimately, my my daughter had her birthday, her two-year-old birthday, and I I didn't show up. My nephew was born. I didn't show up. You know, I was just stuck at my house, just miserable. And the the solution was just to blow my brains out. Mm. And, you know, I spent an evening under the covers with a lot of tears and a lot of sweat and a lot of shaking and a lot of desperation, uh, you know, really trying to, to get the courage to do that. And I woke up what the next morning and, you know, just sort of in a haze and a panic feeling. And I said, something's got to give, man. And I, I drove myself to Lakeside, which is a treatment facility. Mm. So you checked yourself into a treatment facility? Correct. That's, I remember feeling that way, like your choices are you're going to kill yourself or get sober. That's really it, right? Mm-hmm. You can't continue to use anymore. Are you, yeah, I remember feeling like this can't go on. Yeah. Something big needs to happen. Yeah. I need, I'm going to die somehow or it's going to stop. Yeah. So Lakeside? I stayed in Lakeside for six days. And I felt like, you know, I'm, I'm good. They cut me off of my medicine, the um, Subutex, which is an opioid, right. synthetic opioid thing. Um, they, they cut me off of that because they only do it for six days. And I said, I'm out of here. Like, I'm good. I'm not doing <laughs> this anymore. I'll never drink again. I'll never take another pill. Like, I'm clean. 
I've been behaving myself for six days. Six whole days. Six rehab, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, just on a crash course to success, I had it. (laughs) And, man, I made it all the way from the back door of Lakeside to the front door of my truck that was in the parking lot, and I grabbed a handful of lore tabs and washed them down with a – I had a 24-ounce Budweiser that had been sitting open in my truck for the six days in July temperature. <laughs> so you, you're the real deal. Yeah. Did you know that <laughs> you must have known that stuff's out right. there? Yeah. Did you think you were you weren't gonna use or I, were you like I did. Like, we'll see. The, yeah. the entire walk I was like, uh uh-uh, uh, I'm done. I'm done. I, I have too much to <laughs> to live poor. Like I'm not gonna go back to that guy that I was, you know, yeah. a few hours ago. Uh and you know, I got in the truck. And I was like, "No way!" God. That's awesome. Oh Lord, Tab, that, I can't say no to you. That, that is such. That's, that's story, right. right. It'd be rude. Yeah, that's every addict. Like, I remember having that too. Where I'd wake up and tell myself a hundred times, "I'm not drinking today," and I'd I'd be telling myself that as I'm walking into a liquor store. Every time I got sober, yeah, I felt like this is it. Yeah, I'm done. Yeah, yeah. You know, I really <laughs> thought I am done. <laughs> And, yeah. and I can hear it in your voice. You were like, you believe that. Oh, it's like, conviction, no but uh, wasn't <laughs> true. That's crazy. All right. So, so how many years ago are we talking at this point? That how long was, ago was that? Yeah. That was five and a half years ago. Okay. Okay. And so. And yeah. So anyway, then yeah, you had some more ass whooping to take. Yeah, just just about seventy two hours worth. I I was only oh, out okay. of the out of the nut house for about three days. And then I was back again, and I, I don't know what clicked after that, other than just being, just being so tired. You know, yeah. I was just so depressed and so tired and so like just hopeless that if I couldn't get the courage to kill myself, like maybe I could, you know, if they would give me like a frontal lobotomy, yeah, just let me sure. lay in in bed, yeah. you know, and and quit hurting everybody, that would be fine. Yeah, because I was certain that there's not life outside of that. Yeah. Yeah. And you, you, you know, want, I, you want someone just to shut your brain off. I remember like that, just like please yeah. make it stop. Yeah, make it stop. I can't make it stop. <laughs> Whatever you got to do. Yeah. Before yeah. before all this, where did you have? Any, were you prone to like depression or anything? Or you know, I, I think I've probably been depressed most of my life. Okay. And there's an underlying depression, but then there's also like the. I guess like a adrenaline junkie sure. that sort of would, would keep as long as I was playing sports or as long as I was working really hard or as long as I was on some like cheap trucker speed, like some kind of ephedra, you know, or, or something oh, to keep yeah. me up, then I would be okay. Yeah, ephedra was great stuff. So you had a thrill seeking kind of yeah. outlook. Uh, yeah, for sure. And so 72 hours later, you're back after your little binge, I imagine. Yep. I stayed there for probably another, I think I was there 23 days total. So I I stayed about, you know, 15 days after that and then did outpatient. So I went and was living with my dad and my stepmom and going to outpatient. And I didn't do anything but hang out and outpatient. And at twelve step meetings, that's the only place that you would find me. And and so this is, and you felt different this time. Like something happened where you're like, all right, I can do this, or this is happening. There, there's a life after yeah. this. 
Not really. No. At this point, okay. I, I just, <laughs> still scared. I was going to say that sounds the, yeah, perfect. The, yeah. yeah, I still felt like you know I, what would be great would be if I could die and make it look like an accident. Yeah, <laughs> you, that's that's interesting thought. I, I was just reading a thing today about a, a woman wrote for like the Mighty site that basically says I'm not suicidal. I just wish I didn't exist, um, which uh, is sort of the sense I'm I'm getting. And you know, so I've certainly been there. Um, that's a vibe, I think. Yeah. yeah. That, that's an excellent way of, of yeah. putting it. Like, I just want to, if I could just erase my name right. from the board and, and right. not play again ever, like yeah. that would be just kind of, don't miss me, let me just get out of here. Exactly. Yeah. Just escape. Because you don't want to be, you don't want to cause any trouble because that just adds to the burden you feel, the responsibility of the burden you feel, right? That's correct. Right. So you don't want to hurt anybody, you don't want anybody to mourn you, yeah. And I, I remember my dad saying, telling me, uh, you know, we're, we're worried about you. All you do is, is sleep. Like mm. you either sleep or you're at these meetings, uh, which they were all in support of. Right. But they were worried about me killing myself while I was back in that bedroom. Sure. And he said, if you could do anything in the world, what would you do? If you could go any place in the entire world and do anything that you wanted to do, what would that be? And I told him, I said, I'd, I'd go back to bed. You know, there's there's nothing that I, I I'm just I'm done. I just feel all horrible. Yeah. Mm. Well, yeah, it's because you fuck up your serotonin, your biochemical, right? Right. I mean, it's just you're just yes. numb. You're just you're sick yes. when you're asleep. Like yeah. nothing bad can happen. For yeah. that. And it, same thing with the meeting. Probably. Were you uh, so you're you're doing IOP, which I imagine a big part of that, or at least some part of it, is is therapy, right? You're seeing. Yes. Uh huh. A therapist and talking about all that and. They're providing some which, insight, or which I love. Yeah. I, I love the therapy part, and to this day, I love the therapy. Yeah, part. I do. Too. <laughs> I'm a fan I, myself. Know, yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> that's so funny to hear that. Yeah. That you know, guys are are supposed sure. to be like too macho for all that, and right. the truth is, I'm totally not. Yeah, like I I love talking it out. Mm-hmm. I, I love get down to the the causes and conditions of things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. And so I'm I'm enjoying that, and I'm enjoying you know community and, and getting to getting to know people. Mm-hmm. That's cool. So, so, okay. So uh, your dad, that was a, that was a pretty big question that he, he, you know, your dad gave you sounds like a, a good guy trying to help you as best he could, maybe not understanding everything um, that you were going through. Or maybe he does. I don't know what, what your family history is like. Um, and so you're you're at home and and how are you working? How did you how did you work through that? How'd you get out of bed finally? And it seemed like forever. I I just yeah. laid there and and ate. You know, once I stopped drinking, I I just started eating all the time, gained a ton of weight, and just went through the motions. And somewhere along the way, I I would string together like a full day, you know. And on that day, I would feel so good. Mm-hmm. That I would say, okay, maybe this is it. Maybe this is what it feels like. I'm coming back. You know, this was this was a good day. And then the next morning would come, and I would just be so depressed, and I would lay in bed for another three days yeah. and feel like this is, well, never mind. That was a fluke. Yeah. And then another day would come, and then, you know, I started stringing together a couple days, and, you know, somewhere along the way, it was like, all right, this this will this is working. This is happening. And did and, were you broke at this time? Did you go, spend all the money, or did did that even matter anymore? That really didn't matter anymore. I was out of money. 
Yeah. Uh, I was going to be going through a divorce and there wasn't any money to be, I, I had some assets. I was selling trucks. I was selling my company work trucks, you know, like truck by truck to make payroll Yeah. and downsizing the business and robbing Peter to pay Paul. And, you know, I was in, I could afford my cigarettes, you know, and that sort of thing. But I was, I was not in a good financial situation, but there's people in a hell of a lot worse. And so you put together a few good days. Yeah. Little here and there. Of optimism, but mostly a pretty, you know, downtrodden yeah. experience. At some point, this transitions into lifting heavy and running long. Correct. I, I joined, I went back to my old church gym and I started messing around on the, on the weights. And, uh, you know, at one point in time, my dad and I had this argument outside and I'm sitting outside and like July temperature is really hot, August temperature. And I'm wearing jeans and this big oversized shirt and I'm sweating my ass off, ripping down cigarettes and we're fighting about something. And so I went for a walk around the block just as mad as I could be. And and I thought, I wonder if I could jog from this light post to that light post. (laughs) Like how long, far is that? Fifty yards, twenty five yards. Yeah, at max. <laughs> <laughs> you know? It was about and, five and a half yards. It was like far enough that if you tripped, long. you'd fall from one to the other. Yeah, you that's right. Touch, you outstretched your arms. That's right. That's funny. Uh, and so I, I waddled it out, and man, I, I, you know, I thought, wow, I, I wonder if I could do that again. Not yeah. before I catch my breath, I think I'm going to have a stroke. Uh, so I walked a little bit further, and I said. If I can run from this light post to that light post, then I'm going to smoke a cigarette. I'm going to enjoy that cigarette. <laughs> and I did. And that was my, that was my day. You know, that was, that was what I needed that day. I was at such a bottom. I was at such a bad place in my life that that light post to light post was enough to give me that little bit of juice to feel some good about myself. Wow. Just you know, at this point in time, yeah, yeah. At this point in time, people were teaching people in the in the fellowship and my twelve step program were teaching me things like make your bed, mm. you know, do your laundry. And when when I say do your laundry, do an actual load of laundry, like wash it, dry it, right. and fold it. Don't wash it and let it mildew, and you know have to wash it again. Like be a grown up. Mm-hmm. Let's try to do some things that grown ups do. And I found that I really enjoyed that. Yeah. And I felt good about myself. When you're that low, and I remember hearing this when I was in your shoes, the only way to build self-esteem is to do esteemable things, right? And that's it. It's those little things. I tell myself that all the time. Yeah. And laundry's it. And dishes are (laughs) it. Well, right? And and routine is really comforting. Structure. Yeah. 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 And you want to feel like you've done things right. Yeah. You've done things like grown-ups do. Yeah. But there's something very meditative and uh turn over your thinking and your compulsive thinking when you can do a load of laundry and just like focus on folding laundry or whatever you know well there's a sense of accomplishment there's a structure to it there's you can lose yourself in doing something that you know you're going to be able to do right yeah yeah and do it without a lot of um yeah, overthinking. Right? Yeah, you're not exactly. going to overthink anything. You're right. just going to do it, and it's going to feel good. Yeah. And it would have been impossible at one point. Exactly. Like the idea of doing the laundry was never going to happen. Without yeah. burn, burning <laughs> it. Right. right. <laughs> yeah. Because of what you just said, the overthinking is, yeah. 
you know, why do I want to make my bed today if I'm going to have to make it every day? I mean, that's every day. That's a lot of bed making. Like, I don't think I can handle making my bed every single day. So why should I even do it now? And then if I do make my bed, if I do my laundry, then instead of just being at peace with myself for doing a load of laundry and patting myself on the back, then I start thinking about starting a laundromat. You know, what if I (laughs) did laundry all the time? You know, so it's just that alcoholic thinking that's like just doesn't stop. And I started to learn to stop and take some satisfaction in some little things. Yeah. Oh, that's good. All right. So you're on the path now. I'm, I'm getting there. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm heading in the right direction. I, I, I decided like I, I want to get on a treadmill. I want to see if I can run a mile. I want to see what a mile looks like. Right. And, and I been, went to You'd bed been an athlete. Better. You'd been a sport person. You'd done, played sports. Correct. And now you're totally out of shape. Overweight, smoking too much, depressed, and little by little, you're kind of figuring this out. Yeah, I'm, I'm 295 pounds. I'm three packs a day smoking. I'm waking up in the middle of the night and putting chocolate cake in the bowl with the milk and mixing mm. it together. And I'm, I mean, that I'm a wreck. Sound so bad. <laughs> no, it, was, it was actually <laughs> really good. And I don't think I've ever tried that. Yeah. <laughs> hadn't been the last time I've done that. Yeah. But, you know, I, I go to the my my church treadmill and I, I run and I get my mile in and I joined a CrossFit gym. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, w- and when you walked in the door, could you, are you like, oh yeah, come on in. <laughs> like, I'd, like I'm home or <laughs> I, you know, there was some very welcoming people. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, there was some people that could relate to me and, and my physicality. You know, I, I fell over during the warm up. We had to, lunge from one end of the room to the other and then sprint back and lunge and sprint back. Mm-hmm. And on the second sprint, I, I fell down. My legs were wow. gone, yeah. you know, completely, completely ruined, totally huh. embarrassed, totally embarrassed. And, you know, they, they handled it like, you sure. know, they see it every day. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, what was the name of the gym? Cool. Olive Branch CrossFit. Olive Branch. Okay. I have to think, I mean, with the number of people I see just online and social media that are in recovery and doing all these different things, CrossFit and biking and running, I mean, I have to think, <laughs> do you know, maybe you know, um, were you the only person in recovery in the, in your CrossFit or have you run? Well, I imagine now you run into them a lot, but I'm jumping ahead. I didn't know of anybody else in recovery yeah. because they were all new people to gotcha. me. Okay. Uh, but I've always been really open about my recovery, yeah. probably more so than, than anybody wants to hear. Yeah. Uh, but they, <laughs> they were really, they were, they really embraced that and they, they, they could relate if not on the recovery level, then on, you know, just whatever, whatever flaw they had, they were willing to kind of compare that yeah. with me. And it's a very flawed group of people who are willing to, to openly say, hey, we're all kind of, you know, what we are, and let's do this together. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Sounds kind of familiar. Yeah. To those of us, you know, who are our 12-step yeah. recovery. Uh, it, it was the, the exact same feeling. Hmm. I, I can't say which one has had a greater impact mm-hmm. in my life, and I don't think it's important to, you know, make the distinction between the two. But I do know that I owe a great deal to both of them, and I, I don't... I don't know that I could have done one fully without the other. Oh, that's cool. And did they 
So you're still going to meetings and still doing this CrossFit thing. Tell us about the organization. Uh, the Lift Heavy Run Long? Yep. Okay, so a friend of mine had started the Lift Heavy Run Long because he's an endurance runner. Okay. So he started this group uh, that was the 50-mile, 400-pound deadlift club. Okay. I, I don't like – I hate the word club. Just I, I don't like the – uh, it sounds too exclusive. Of it. Yes, yeah. I don't like that. I'm an all-inclusive yeah. guy, yeah. Um, and so I don't want people being confused that that's what we are or that that's what we care about. This is just something. He went to his first 50 mile race. He looked around. He saw that he didn't look like most of the people there because most of them were smaller, you know, runners who wanted to be light and and fast. Yeah. And so he got to thinking. I wonder how many of these guys could deadlift 400 pounds. Not that any of them cared to. Right. That's a lot. Uh, I know 400 pounds seems like a lot. And when you say deadlift, like it's, you got to pick it up like the old Olympic weightlifting guys are like, and they get it up there and then they put it like way up there. Yeah. Just lift it up off the ground. Okay. Just, just Just pick it up off off the ground ground at all or just with your legs and your arms and you squat and pick it and pick it up. Stand up. Yeah. Okay. We're all slight wisps of men. (laughs) We're all acting out what we're saying right now. We probably all have it completely wrong. We're like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Oh, that. Right, right. (laughs) Okay. So, So, but that that captivated me. Yeah. And so I said, you know, I want to do that. Uh, Being an alcoholic, an addict, then, you know, far be it for me to want to do a 5K. You know, I want to go run a 50-miler. Like, that's my goal now. That's Like, I want to. Right, you're not. I want to go you're straight an all-or-nothing guy. Like, I'm not going to do a 3K and ease into this thing. I'm going to go no. for 50 freaking miles because half yeah. measures availed you nothing. <laughs> half measures availed me nothing. I love you it. Got that right. I love exactly. It. <laughs> that's so funny. That's that is so alcoholic. That's, that's what Jen said like two weeks ago. Basically, she couldn't just run a couple miles. She had to run a marathon yeah. right out of the gate. Yeah, yeah. that's the way we are. Like, yeah. I got to go for it. Okay. Well, and I'm like, the most out, I'm the most out of place runner that that you'll ever find. I mean, I'm, I, I do not belong towing the line with, you know, a lot of these people. Yeah, yeah. But I found that there's an entire community there that was like, yeah, you do. You absolutely belong here, you know, and, and we'll, we'll help you get there. And so how'd you start? How'd you start and how'd you, how'd you get there? And what was your first race? Or what was the I first started, moment when you did all this? I started running with some, uh, with Vaughn, who was the founder of Lift Heavy Run Long. And he would take some people from the gym to run. And typically, CrossFitters don't really like running. And runners typically don't really like CrossFitting. Right. And so I, I started kind of blending with both communities and felt like, man, there's, there's a lot of good people here. And I sure would like to see them all together. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and not being me, not being overly good at either of them, it was easy for me not to have a stance. Right. You know, I don't ha- I don't have an argument that right. that running is better than crossfitting or crossfitting is better than running or lifting is is more beneficial than this or that. I don't care about any of that shit. Right. You know, what I do know is that I'm a better person when I'm around other people and that I feel better when I'm taking care of myself from a health standpoint. So, you know, I want to get as many people around and together to do that as possible and I uh, I want to advocate the guy that's you know, stuck on the couch, depressed, that doesn't feel like he can, you know, get out of bed every morning. Yeah. That's awesome. That's wild. Yeah. Um, so this is, so lift heavy, run long is your, 
Are, is anybody else doing something like this? Like the 5400? Like it, it's your blending of CrossFit and running. Really, it's just a community of active people. Okay, so it's just it's not specifically a, a is it? But there's a training program that you've developed, kind of. Am I my my partner Vaughn, okay. who is a, a coach and at CrossFit? He's a CrossFit mm-hmm. gym owner. Okay, uh, and he's he's versed in in CrossFit and weightlifting, and he's versed in running. Mm-hmm. And so he does some programming and sells you know, some, a deadlifting program and he's working on some endurance programs. Um, but lift heavy, run long in and of itself is just a community of people that doesn't really have any, this will be pretty familiar to you. It really has no organization. Uh, we, we have a podcast that we do where we bring people on and we talk about, uh, fitness to some degree, but basically we, we usually just kind of wind up shooting the breeze and, and having a good time. Sure, we recognize oh. that. We've, we've so been there. Foreign concept. <laughs> um, yeah, exactly what you guys are doing. Just just enjoying life and finding yeah. a platform and, and a reason to get together and talk about whatever you, you talk yeah. about that isn't detrimental to your health. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we got to do something. Yeah. Absolutely. So, so lift heavy, run long, then. So what, do you, what are you doing now? Is it lift heavy run long's not not the 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 life sustaining business? No, I, okay. I have my my landscape uh, gotcha. construction and installation business, which was all consuming for me. Is now we do weed control and fertilization, so gotcha. it's just me and another guy putting around, you know, taking care of some properties. Gotcha. And the lift heavy run long occupies my time in a sense to where I started blogging. I start a blog and I do that regularly and we have the podcast and we do that regularly. And so that's, that's really my passion, Great. but we haven't monetized it. And I'm, sure. I'm really, I, I'm really reluctant in that area because mm-hmm. I think that building a community is, it's building a community, not an empire. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't want to, I don't want to cross the line between wanting to be supportive and wanting to be mm-hmm. paid. You know, we, I think we reckon that, well, I think we, <laughs> we think we want to get paid eventually. Yeah, yeah. But here's the, what's interesting is, you know, so we've built this thing, um, you know, the podcast and and the site, and and struggling with the same issues. You, like it, it's hard to, I don't want the money to come from the people we're helping in a sense, and you know, I think the monetizing it would would have to come from advertisers that provide a true benefit. You know, when I look what, at what you're doing, and and I think about. Um, how many people are in recovery, are into CrossFit, and are into running, are into biking? It's like all these mainstream fitness brands would do well to target people in recovery, I think. Yeah. You know? Um, mm-hmm. and it seems like, you know, from a sponsorship standpoint, certainly you're primed to go after them. Um, but yeah, it's like I don't want I don't want the people listening to the podcast to ever pay for it in any way, really. Right. You still want um, it to be a selfless yeah. gesture. Yeah. And, but, you know, I go back and forth on that, and really where, when I'm at my clearest head, you know, ultimately, the best way for me to foul something up is to really try to wrestle it and make it go a certain direction. Mm-hmm, yeah. And, I, I, you know, kind of my MO is I'll take a $100 situation and turn it into a $1,000 problem. Yeah. So the, be- the best thing for me to do is just sort of 
you know, enjoy what I'm doing, right. uh, you know, do it with the best of intentions and let the, let the world take care of the rest. Mm-hmm. God knows, you know, the, the universe has, has shown me that it, it does take care of stupid people. Wow. <laughs> well, and it's, it, that's hard to do. It's so hard to have that faith, but that is, that's what it's all about, right? It's hard. And you got to remind yourself of that every day. Cause something will creep in you can t- oh we got to do this we got to i'm gonna do laundry for a living i'm gonna open laundry. yeah like it's crazy <laughs> well take control too yeah you wanna, it's gonna you take know. control yeah yeah that's what it is my, my my do laundry for a living is i've always thought like when i just get fed up with doing whatever i'm doing yeah i'm i'm and you might appreciate this wilson but mine is always i'm gonna do landscaping Oh, nice. Yeah, but, but, <laughs> but I mean, just because there's something definitely therapeutic about being outside yeah. and yeah. doing yard work. Yeah. And, uh, and also I'm Mexican, so. There you go. Um, Someone will be like, yep, that's, but, uh, that checks out. It checks out. Got it easy yeah. in. Um, <laughs> but, also, uh, I'm Mexican. So, well, it's, I mean, you know. So that means what would you be, Matt? You're Irish. Yeah, I'm super Irish. I'm already an alcoholic writer. Yeah, that's right. So, so there you go. He's, co- he's covered. off the trope. Yeah. I'm an American Indian, so what would I be? Smallpox? Like, what do you give oh, him? Bad gambler? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Whiskey wa- drinking? I don't know if I told you we can be wildly inappropriate with some stuff. Jeez. So... Uh, so how so how how many years are we t- are we talking now? Yeah, since four years, five years, five five and a half years five is how long years. I've been sober. Nice, well, congratulations! Yeah. And you know time. I'm looking at uh at your Skype pic. Can I can I talk about what I'm looking at, what I'm seeing? Yeah, absolutely. So it looks like uh, a family. Uh huh. It looks like there's four kids. Is that right? Two of those are not mine. Two of those are my nephews. Gotcha. Okay, um, but so uh, so you, you you've begun you you've reconnected with your kids in a healthy, mm-hmm. positive way, and yes, and that's uh, I mean that's got to be the biggest um, sort yeah. of benefit, sort yeah. of positive impact of of recovery. I'd have to imagine. I've I've reconnected with my kids and, and a great deal of that is because of my wife and my, my wife, Amanda, who has taken those kids and shown them what it looks like to be loved consistently Mm -hmm. and shows them, you know, what it looks like to provide stability and, you know, be a a real, um, parent. That's cool. That's terrific. All right. So I have, I have, I hit the jackpot with her more than more than any uh, slot machine, and that that's for sure. <laughs> well, that's good. I mean, that's that's that is you. You were right. That's that's a that's heck a of a story. story. I know. Yeah. Spoils of a of a life well earned. Now, yeah, it sounds like everything's falling into place. Well, it's funny. They, you know, they when you get into recovery, they tell you that your life will be 180 degrees different than it was when you walked in here. Right, the exact opposite. <laughs> yeah. And that's exactly yeah. what happens. It's so funny. So congratulations, Wilson. I appreciate it very much. And I yeah. appreciate you guys having me on the show. This is this is a lot of fun for me. Yeah. It is. I'm glad I'm glad you uh, reached out and uh yeah, thanks for thanks for joining us. Yeah, and it's a good um, story. Yeah, really I know inspirational. You know? I know. Yeah. I know it is inspirational. Makes you want to go A play slots and B deadlift hundred pounds. <laughs> yeah. I, want, yeah, I want a little more inf- information on deadlifting before you commit to it, but I, I want y'all to keep in touch with me. Uh, it's okay. a small world, and it yeah. gets smaller all the time. So, uh, you know, things like this are a lot of lot of fun to me. 
Well, and I just realized I wasn't uh, following. I don't know if you have your, your, an individual uh, Twitter, but I found Lift Heavy. Um, I realized I wasn't following it, so I'm following that. And uh, that definitely helps me keep in touch and connected with people. But yeah, um, drop us a line anytime you got new news or, or you know want to shout out, and we'll do the same. That sounds great. Cool. Appreciate y'all. All keep right. up the good work. Good you stuff too. That y'all are doing. Thank you. All right. Have a good night. Thanks, Wilson. Bye. Take care, Wilson. Woo! That's crazy. Yeah, that was crazy. It's a, like a typical story, but yeah. So my allergy medication was wrong. Oh, it did right in the middle of the show. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah.